church. Feel free to take a seat. How lovely is it to spend time in God's presence? Don't know what your week has been like, but I do feel that. Thank you, Ben. You can take a seat. Um, how nice is it, no matter what your week has been like? It may have been great. It may have been the best week of your life. It may not have been the best week of your life. But spending just a few moments in God's presence changes the whole perspective. How very exciting. So today um, I've been asked uh, to speak from John 15. So if you've got a Bible, uh, uh, see, uh, Jeff gave a, um, a requ- request. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gave something. Uh, what I heard was, bring your Bible next week, Michael. So I did. Uh, so we're going to be reading from uh, John 18. And as soon as I've read it, uh, I would then like to pray. Uh, I'd like to pray for me. Uh, but I'd also like to pray for you guys. So, excellent. That works. Karen, you're amazing. Let's read. John 18. 15 to 27. Uh, I'll take a minute for those that are flipping to their Bible. Two people? No? One? You found it? Great. Uh, John 18, 15 to 27. And Simon Peter followed Jesus and so did the other disciple. Now that disciple was known to the high priest and went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door outside. Then the other disciple, I mentioned other disciple in emphasis, we'll get to that who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her who kept the door and brought Peter in. Then the servant girl who kept the door said to Peter, Are you not also one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the servant and the officers who had made a fire of coal stood there, must have been cold, and they warmed themselves. And Peter stood with them and warmed himself. The high priest then asked Jesus about his disciples and his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues and in the temple where the Jews always met. And in secret I have said nothing. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I have said to them. Indeed, they know what I said. And when he had said these things, one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Do you answer the high priest? Do you answer the high priest like that? Jesus answered him, If I had spoken evil, bear witness of the evil, but well, why do you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Cephas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. Therefore they said to him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of him whose ear Peter had cut off, said, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter then denied again and immediately a roaster crowed. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for this scripture. I thank you for this time together that you have set up so beautifully with worship. And Lord, as we spend a few moments together reflecting on this scripture, Lord, I pray that you will hear, that you just speak to us, uh, teach us, encourage us, uh, and Lord, may your words be heard today 
In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I'd also just like to say thank you very much for the opportunity to speak today. Uh, it's an absolute blessing for me to be here. I'd also like to say thank you to my family that have come to uh, cheer me on. Uh, I promised one of them that I will not mention her name, but thank you anyway. So there's two things that I'd like to get out of this morning's time together. One is that I would like you to get something now. You know, whether it is... Um, well, something that I say, probably not, but it'll be something that may then trigger something that you'll think about going, oh, yeah. I mean, I've read this scripture a couple of times, or maybe you haven't, and go, wow, that was really uh, insightful. Not me, but, you know, what you learn. But the other thing that I'd like to give to you today is something to mull over, something to think about during the week that uh, you can, either in your quiet times or driving in your car or spending time with your family, whatever it might be, there's something you just get to think about a bit more or in depth, maybe uh, even dig a bit deeper into either the scripture or what God is trying to say to you at the moment. Uh, Even earlier, Jeff was talking just about um, it's often through the battles or the, uh, well, see, I say the word opportunities, but it's also through the negative things that we learn uh, what God is trying to speak to us, and that's how we grow. Uh, None of us like it, but it is definitely a type of how Jesus or how God teaches us things. Uh, Simon Peter is one of those examples. So, that's true, very true. We're in John 18 and we're reflecting, uh, and I think it's been about a year and a half since (laughs) we started in John. So you may not remember, but this is not the start of the story for Simon Peter, and it's definitely not the end. So what I'd like to just go back to is this scripture in John 13. The start of this story. So in John 18, it talks about, you know, that Peter denied Jesus three times and the rooster crowed. But here's the start of it. In fact, it's really interesting, just before this... So just before Jesus tells Peter that, you know what? You will deny me three times before the rooster crows. That the scripture in John 13 is this. Uh, Verse 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, and that you also may love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, and if you have love for one another... One of the most important things Jesus ever teaches us is that so people know, community knows, mums that come in on a Thursday with their bubs know that God's love is there because we love one another and we love God. The most important thing. And then straight after it, this happens. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where am I going? You cannot follow me now. Now again, I am going to emphasise a couple of little words which helps me a bit later when I talk about a couple of things. Where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterwards. And obviously, if you know a little bit about Simon Peter, he is 
Uh, in fact, let me say this. Um, I can... Um, uh, so I have good uh, um, association with Simon Peter because I have a brother. His name is Matt, and he reminds me of Simon Peter. He is flamboyant. He is an extrovert. Uh, whenever there's an opportunity, my brother would jump in and do it. Sorry, Simon Peter would jump in and do it. Same, same, right? So every time Jesus kind of challenges Simon Peter or encourages him to be better or points out something, I think Simon Peter wants to, really wants to, be better. Maybe. Peter says to him, Lord, why, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. And Jesus answered him, Will you lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the, the rooster shall not crow till you've been denied three times. Now, I just want to picture this, uh, and I'll probably get it to, uh, in a minute. We have the Bible that has captured this scripture of a moment in Simon Peter's life that I would say that God has not finished with him. Hopefully, you would also reflect on that maybe God hasn't finished with you either. This is exciting. Me speaking today is not the final thing that God is going to speak to me. This is a long journey and it will continue. For you today sitting here, it's exactly the same thing. It's a point in time. We've got a lot to learn still, but we're not where we first started. Maybe you'll look at Simon Peter a little bit different, maybe, after we go through a few things about him. So yeah, Jesus answered him, Will you not lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you've been denied me three times. So that's the start of this little part with Simon Peter. So I believe that this is, again, talking about a believer's journey, our Christian walk. This is just a moment of time for Simon Peter. In Ephesians 4, it says it like this, while explaining the gifts of God. And he, this is in uh, Ephesians 4, uh, and I'm just giving you a little bit of context. And he himself, this is verse 11, he gave himself some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry for edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to be perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. So again, what I would like to emphasise out of John 13 and even John 18 that we've already read is that Simon Peter is on a journey. He's not finished. He's not where he started. He's still learning things. And as I said earlier, most of the things that God teaches us unfortunately, is not in private. He will take our public things, our public battles, and he will teach us through those. Fortunately, unfortunately. Even in 1 Peter 2, yes, the Simon Peter that wrote that, he says to, uh, in Peter 2, verse 2, As newborn babies desire pure milk of the word, they may grow. 
Now, it's really interesting. There were two disciples following Jesus at this stage. There was Simon Peter and a disciple that was not named. Now, it's interesting. This is in the book of John. Now, I'm not going to say 100% that maybe the other disciple was John. But if I was writing a book about Jesus and my name was attached to this book and I was going through a period of time that I may not be seen as favourable or I may not have stood up for Jesus, would I put my name into the book? Probably not. So Simon Peter, again, publicly gets named multiple times. And here's the one that Jesus says, you know, or the people say, the servant girl and all those people, hey, hey, aren't you that, you're that guy, you're with him. Nobody asked the disciple that wasn't named. And it's really interesting. Uh, last week, uh, Jeff was talking about the seven statements of Jesus. I am. Can anyone remember any of them? I am. Oh, I heard murmur. You have to be clearer. I'm a long way away. I am the bread of life. Excellent. Excellent. Another one. It's really interesting. The reason I emphasise the seven statements of Jesus, I am, is because in John 18, Simon Peter, when he has the opportunity to say, are you with Jesus, are you with him, he says, I am not. A very, very different statement. I am not. So let's address maybe why Simon Peter at this time didn't say that he was with Jesus. Was he afraid? Was he scared? Probably. Would you have been? I would have been. You've just seen what happened to Jesus. We talked about the garden through John. We've talked about... Um, uh, uh, you know, the, the soldiers, hundreds of them, coming up to Jesus and arresting him. And then where he is at the moment in the story in John 18, Jesus is being accused again and again and again. Would Simon Peter want to follow in that path? Would I like to follow in that path? Would you like to follow in that path? Not if I had a choice. I mean, I love Jesus, but when it comes down to it in public... It's pretty difficult sometimes to go, yeah, yeah, I'm with him. But that's okay because we're all on this journey, right? We're still learning. Sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we learn. And then public versus private. I would, I would like to think that maybe, at least for my life and probably similar to yours, the times when you grew the most, the times that when God was with you the most, the times that you have had the opportunity to move forward in your Christian walk the most, but probably a little bit more public than private. Maybe. Now, if I had the choice between an opportunity to grow in my Christian walk 
and it was public versus private, I'm pretty sure I'd choose private, right? Uh, either in a quiet time, um, sitting on the side paddock, uh, watching the valley go by, that's at my place, uh, and all those types of things. I'd love to do it in private, but that's not where God needs me to be and not often not where the growth is. Here is Simon Peter in John 18. He's recognised. He's called out by name. Maybe by John. <laughs> Maybe. It's interesting too that in this uh, passage in John 18, Simon Peter's denial of Jesus is actually one of the few things that's captured in all four Gospels. Don't know why, maybe it's a lesson for us, yeah? That it's okay to stuff up in public, it's okay to, to maybe not do the right thing occasionally, because it's all part of our growth, it's all part of our journey. And, and the reason I love it, because, and we will get to it, later in John's book, and God is all about it, he's about redeeming us. He's about loving us where we are, trying to help us move forward and redeeming us and showing his love. Very exciting. So there's a couple of things that I'd like to look at for Peter. Mm. What could have happened to Peter? What was he afraid of? I have a feeling he was very afraid of being identified at this time, seeing what had happened to Jesus and not wanting to do the same thing where he currently was at that stage in his Christian walk. And sometimes, again, I put myself in that picture. Uh, you can put yourself in that picture. Uh, there's a famous thing of what would, would Jesus do. Uh, I often put, what would WWMD, what would Michael do? You can put your own letter in there if you like. Uh, I would like to think in some stage that I would put my hand up and say, yes, I'm with him. Uh, but sometimes I don't. And that's all part of the journey. It's interesting too that for Jesus, he was winning in public. When he was arrested, when he was on trial, even as we read in John 18, it, you know, he had done nothing wrong. He had been accused falsely, he had been tried and tested, but he had passed that test at that stage. And it's really just... Um, Interesting to see that that wasn't a mistake, but that was a, a point in time by Jesus multiple times in his ministry time, spending time in private, praying, and even in John 17 it talked about that a prayer that he prays for his disciples. He prays for people, then he prays for us. And by doing those things in private, by winning in private, then he is winning while well, winning. Winning, is that the right word? I don't know. He's being accused falsely in public and still moving through where he is, which is pretty exciting. Jesus said yes publicly. Peter had the chance to say yes in public. What about you and me? I'll leave that there. It reminds me of a, um, an illustration in the Bible about 
the bride and groom. And as I was preparing this week, I was thinking about when I got married. I was going to say when I first got married. I don't know what that means. When I got married, uh, I loved this woman very much. We had been going out and engaged for just over a year, probably a year and a half. And I said yes. That's probably one of the public times I've had permission or had to say yes. And right there, which I still remember it, uh, there's a few things I still remember, uh, it was a beautiful time. I said yes, we exchanged rings, and our rings were faultless. There was no battle scars, there was no dents from anything I've done in the last 27 years, nothing's fallen out yet. But it's interesting, every day in my marriage, it's very similar to this, it's I say yes publicly, but I still go on the journey and I'm still not there yet. And I really think Simon Peter was on that journey too. He had said yes previously in John 13 that Jesus, I'll follow you everywhere, anywhere. And Jesus says, well, you're going to deny me three times. That would be a bit of a hit. But he still keeps turning up. Does it in John 18? He hears the rooster crow. Now, I think this is really, really important. We're not there yet. We will get there. For Simon Peter, the picture we see in John 18 is, is, is different to the one in John 13. And, and from the commentaries that I've read, this had a very significant role to play in Simon Peter moving forward to becoming a public yes for Jesus. Seeing him on trial, seeing him crucified, seeing him being raised from the dead, resurrection. And then he was still in a little bit of doubt because he was still on his journey, just like you and me. It's interesting too that when we think of Simon Peter, most people think of, oh, you know, the three denials and the rooster. But there's another person that is also that I think maybe, maybe we don't think of him correctly. He heard about Jesus' resurrection. He heard about him coming back to life. And he goes, you know what? I hear it, but I'm not going to believe it until I see him. Okay, that's all right. But forever in time, for the last 2,000 years, this person is now remembered as Doubting Thomas. What a shame. Right? The one thing he says gets held on to for thousands of years. So I actually think we shouldn't think so negatively about Thomas and we definitely shouldn't think so negatively about Simon Peter. He's on his journey. Now, if you've been a Christian for a while, maybe you've got to the stage of publicly saying yes to Jesus in everything that he asked you to do. Awesome. That's great. Amazing. Maybe you can reflect on when you were a new Christian or maybe something was really tough for you and maybe the first response wasn't so public or, yes, I will follow you, Jesus, everywhere. Don't beat yourself up about it. It's okay. There's examples in the Bible from John 13, which we've read, John 18, which we've read, John 21, we're about to read, that they're ongoing on their journey. They're going on their Christian walk, learning more about God, being a great witness for Jesus.
Now there's a saying about three levels of ourselves. The first level is awareness of oneself. You could say that that's only seeing oneself. The second one is an awareness of community, seeing others around you. Third one, an awareness that truly known oneself to serve the community, serving of others over oneself. Now, Simon Peter was on this journey. He has seen himself, he knows that there's others, but he's not yet at the stage of serving the community or others over himself. Hence the denials. But he gets there. So, for those that like... I was going to say maths, but that's not right. No one likes maths. (laughs) If If you like numbers, there's a lot of numbers in the Bible, and I like this one. Three times Peter denied being with Jesus. Three times Jesus appeared to these followers after his death. The third time was, on, was in John 21, which we'll get to in a sec. It was on the beach having breakfast. Actually, if it's past nine o'clock, we'd call it brunch, right? My favourite meal of the day. And then three times Jesus asked Simon Peter a question, but we aren't there yet. We're almost there. Let's get there. John 21, verse 1, verse 15 to 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself again the third time to the disciples at the Sea of Tibetus and the way he showed himself. Then to verse 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. Then he said to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Yes, said to him. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Then the third time he said to him, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said to him for the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. It's a beautiful imagery for me of God's redemption's power. Three times Simon Peter said, I am not, I am not, I am not with him. Just a few chapters later, Jesus asks him three questions. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. Now, I'm fully aware that we're not in John 21 yet, but as part of John 18, I just wanted to let you know that God has a redemptive story for each one of us. There's the John 13. Hey, you, you say you're going to follow me. I get that, but even now you're going to deny me three times. Then in John 18, there's a servant girl, servant in the offices and a servant high priest. They ask him, hey, aren't you with him? I've seen you, you're, you're with him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And then by Jesus' love, compassion for Simon Peter, and also because he knows more about the story, especially the end game than we do, he redeems him beautifully. And I just wanted to emphasise one last little thing. 
Verse 17, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love, uh, sorry, just before that. Uh, Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time. I would like us at the end of today to think about Simon Peter is on his Christian walk journey. Even in God's redemption story, Simon Peter still didn't have a clue. He didn't know what Jesus was doing. He was upset that Jesus had asked him three times, look after people. Jesus knew what was going on. For every I am not, I am not, I am not, he gives Simon Peter the opportunity to become I am, I am, I am with him. How about us? How about you? We are all on this story, this journey together. You may have stuffed up. What's worse, you may have stuffed up publicly. It doesn't matter to Jesus. He's got a redemptive plan for each one of us. He's got a redemptive story for each one of us. And it's pretty exciting. We are not yet there. We're not where we started. But we're on the journey. So as we close and we think about and reflect about the opportunity that Jesus had for Simon Peter, I'd like us just to think about the story that has written for you so far. Where are you in your Christian walk? Are you at the I am not, I am not, I am not? Or have you kind of followed Jesus a little bit? Have you followed him a lot? Are you 100% sold out for Jesus? No matter where you are in that spectrum or story, there's still more chapters to follow, which is pretty exciting. And I think like me and, and you that Jesus has a redemp- this redemptive story for us today and now. So as we close, which, as you know, means nothing, uh, I would like to pray for just a couple of things. So let's pray. Lord, I just want to thank you for this time together. I want to thank you for the opportunity, Lord God, to reflect on John 18, to reflect on the story of Simon Peter, to reflect on your redemptive love for him and also for us. I thank you that there are so many stories in your word of your love and your plan for us. Lord, I pray that this week as we go out, may you continually remind us, Lord God, that we are not there yet. We're not where we started. We're on a journey and that you continually set us up over this redemptive story. Lord, for those also that have come to church today with needs, Lord, I pray for healing for those that need healing. Lord, I pray for work for those that need employment for those that need relationships to be restored. Lord, I ask you have your way. And Lord God, I just pray for uh, a redeeming story in those things too. And lastly, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here. I thank you that you're working. May you bless us this week as we go out. In Jesus' name, amen. I have one last little scripture just to share and then I'm done. In Numbers 6, 24 to 26, it says this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the, may, may the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.